It is so, so wonderful to be alive and in the house of the Lord. There's no other place I would rather be than with you, hearing from God. If you are new to Radiant, this is your first time visiting us, I ask that you please come back. Our pastor is an awesome man of God, his wife Anna, their children. Our leadership here is outstanding. And I want you to be able to meet Pastor Jeremy and just hear the word of God that comes forth from him. He is a great teacher, and God is using him mightily. If you are new, there should be this information card that we would like you to fill out, and you would place it in the offering bucket as it comes across, and you will get a Radiant T-shirt today. So um, you might need to take that to the front desk with you. I could be wrong. I'm still a little new at this. But either way, you're going to get a T-shirt. We trust that you have filled out the information card. And at this time, we are going to take up an offering. Uh, Radiant Partners, if you would just join with me together. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give. It is such a privilege to sow, Father God, into the kingdom. Father God, there is so much work to be done. Father God, this seed that we are planting, it will be watered, and you will give the increase, Daddy. So laborers such as the Babors in the Philippines, and Father God, laborers like Brother Abraham, which we support in India with the orphanages, Father God, and laborers like Etuha Cloud, Father God, as they, he and his wife go forward to St. Thomas and they minister to the youth there. And Father God, for the various projects that you have given this house to support, Father God, this seed that we sow, we give it cheerfully, not grudgingly, because it is a privilege to be able to give. So, Father God, we will trust that you will multiply the seed for your purpose and for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray and say amen. 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 It's quiet, Radiant. It's too quiet, Radiant. Well, God has been talking to me for the last couple of weeks about what he wants to say to you through the message today. And I pray always that you don't pay attention to me. It's my prayer that I decrease and that the Lord increase and that you hear from him inside of me. This is my prayer, that you be blessed by his word, that your lives will be changed, that you'll never ever be the same when you hear the word that comes forth today. Because it's not about any individual that stands behind this pulpit, but it's about the God that is in us, Holy Spirit. And he wants to pour out onto you his love, his wisdom. He wants to strengthen you. And so, I thank God for the honor to come before you today. See, um, I'm a widow, but I can remember the time when I was a newlywed. 
It was an exciting time. I had married a man of God who was in Christ Jesus. He was laboring for the kingdom. I was in Christ Jesus. I was laboring for the kingdom. And God brought us together, and it was dynamite, absolutely dynamite. Now, in our first year of marriage, we decided instead of rushing out and buying a house like some folks do, which is okay, we decided that he would move from his smaller apartment into my larger apartment, and we would just spend some time together getting to know each other more. Because you know when you're in courtship for marriage, sure you're getting to know each other, but there's nothing like living with somebody day after day after day to start getting to know them. So after about the first year, we said, you know, it's time for a house. We're, we're, we're running out of space in this apartment. And so we started talking about what we wanted in a house. My husband, he said, you know what, babe, I'd like something older. And I said, you know what, babe, I want something newer. He said, you know what, babe, I'd like something with crown moldings. And I was like, mm, I want something open, airy, clean lines, contemporary. I said, you know what, babe, I want a house that nobody has ever lived in. He said, I could care less. Needless to say, we weren't on the same page. But we went for it anyway and got a real estate agent. And she lined up a slew of homes for us to go see. And after 30 days, she called us and said, I quit. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. You call me when you guys come together and you're on one page. So a little time elapsed, and Holy Spirit must have talked to my husband. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because he came to me and he said, you know what, babe? I could, I could live with a newer home. That's okay. We can do that. So I was so excited. And a couple of weeks from there, we decided after church we'd start looking for our new home. So the first house that we went into in this subdivision, as soon as we went through the door, I went looking at the kitchen, the granite countertops, the cabinets. I ran into the master bath and the uh, master bedroom, and I wanted to see what that layout was like. And my husband ran straight to the basement. I'm like, what's going on here? He comes up from the basement. He says, nope, this isn't the one. I didn't ask him anything. I was just glad he wanted newer construction. So we go to the second house. Same thing. We go through the door. I'm looking at all the kitchen and the hardwood floors and the fireplace. He goes straight to the basement. He comes up. He said, Nope, this isn't the one. I'm getting agitated. So when we get to the third home, I said, wait a minute. We're not doing this again. And I said, Mike, why are you always going down to the basement? And he said, you know what, honey? I want a home just like you that 
from the outside. It has a lot of curb appeal. It's attractive. I want a home like you that when you go in, it's decorated beautifully. But it's not about the outside. It's not about how it looks in the inside. We need to look at the foundation. Because if the foundation is not good, I don't care if the house is new. I don't care if the house is old. It will not stand. And we're going to have a lot of issues. So I'm concerned about having a rock-solid foundation. That's the house that's for us. And then we can go upstairs and look at the rooms. And God blessed us. He gave us a home with a rock-solid foundation. He gave us a room, house that had everything that we wanted. And so God will fulfill our needs, but we must build everything on a firm foundation. You see, as Christians, our lives must be built upon the rock. That rock is our triune God, God the Father, God the Son, which is Jesus Christ, and God Holy Spirit. And when we build our lives on the rock, we cannot fail. We cannot fail. See, David knew that God was his rock. He knew it. See, he loved Saul, his king. He served Saul faithfully. He was loyal to Saul. David was a warrior. Saul was a warrior. But when the people, when the people, especially the women, started singing the praises of David, and in 1 Samuel 18 and 7, they said the women sang, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. David became, Saul became jealous of David, very jealous of David. And he sought to kill him because he was fearful of David. And so David spent many years on the run, hiding in caves, hiding in caves. And you've got to know that during that period of time that he got tired, that he got depressed, but he did not give up on God. He kept calling out to God. And he said, God, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. And you know what? No matter what, he stood on the rock. David stood on the rock. And God came through for him. In 1 Samuel, I'm sorry, 2 Samuel 22, 1 through 3. And David spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies, not some, but all his enemies, and out of the hand of Saul. And he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my rock, in him 
will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge, my savior. Thou savest me from violence. David knew that God could not fail. And it's important for us as believers to know that God cannot fail. We must stand on that with everything that we have. You see, technology in this world, it's great. It's great. Man has done some really wonderful things throughout the years. There's the seven wonders of the modern world. There's the seven wonders of the ancient world. There's tall buildings and skyscrapers across the globe. In fact, even in Chicago, I don't know if any of you have ever been to the Sears Tower, but that is a very tall structure, very tall structure. And when I did some studying, I found out that the hole that they dug for the Sears Tower was 100 feet deep. And they filled it with 200 million cubic centimeters, or cubic feet, I should say, of concrete. Cubic feet of concrete went into that foundation in all the floor slabs. But as strong as that foundation is, that building can crumble. That building can crumble. Because anything made from man can fall. But when it's made from God, it will withstand every test. And so we can't put our faith in ourselves. We cannot put our faith in our abilities. It is God working through us, through Holy Spirit, that we trust, that we trust. And so, Father, we know that if we build on you, Dad, if we build on you, God, then we have built on a rock that will never give way. It will never falter. It will never fail. It's, we're rock solid. We're rock solid when we build on our Lord. You see, in Isaiah 28 and 16, it says, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am laying in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of sure foundation. He who believes, trusts in, relies on, and adheres to the stone will not be ashamed or give way or hasten away in sudden panic. See, when we build on the rock, and we cling to that rock, and we adhere to that rock, things will come. We're going to be challenged. That's life. But God, he doesn't falter. So we've got to cling tight to him. And we've got to stand on that rock. And we've got to believe with everything that is within us that he will not fail us. And even when we see things in the natural we have to speak to those things and say, no, I trust my God. No, I will confess the word of God over this situation. 
my father is able to do the impossible. It may look impossible to me, but my father has it under control. And it's important that we stand on that with everything that is within us. A cornerstone is a foundation stone. See, I don't know much about construction. I'm going to tell you, I'm a little shaky in that area. But as I was reading and studying, I found out it is the first stone set in the construction of a masonry foundation. And why is that all so important? Because all other stones are set in reference to the cornerstone. And our cornerstone is the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are set in reference to him. And what he does, we do. We follow our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, Father, we thank you for that, which you gave your only begotten son for us. You see, 1 Peter 2, 4 through 5 says, you are coming to Christ who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honor. And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are holy priest. We are lively stones. We are God's chosen people. We are holy priests. We don't crumble and we don't fall in a crisis because we are built on the rock. We build our homes, our spiritual homes, our natural homes, our lives. Everything is built on our Lord Jesus. Everything. And with that, we cannot fail. We cannot stumble and fall because God is always there to pick us up. He's always there to keep us. What I have found over time, and I've been around a little bit, I don't want to say my age, but what I have learned is that when we're facing storms, and when we're facing tribulations, not to give way to emotion. We cannot give way. Yes, we have emotions. We are a spirit, and we have a soul. And that soul has a mind, and it has a will, and it has emotions. And we are housed in a body. But in a time of crisis, we must beat down our emotions. We must beat down our flesh. We must beat down those things and let the spirit man rise up. Because it's the spirit of God within us that takes precedence over everything else. And when we let the spirit of God rise up in us, then everything becomes subject to that spirit. And that's when you will get the boldness. And that's when you will get the confidence. And that's when you will have the assurance that you are built on the rock and that there is nothing that the enemy can do. There is nothing he can do to destroy you because God has created us.
for his goodwill, for his pleasure. And there's nothing that he would not do for us. He already gave us his son, his only begotten son. And as I ministered several weeks ago, we have the victory now. So the spirit man in us must stand up and it must speak to that situation. Well, what do you mean speak to that situation? You must confess the word. Your prayer life, your meditation life, your praise and worship life, you have to amp it up. You know, folks have told me all the time, well, Sister Celeste, I don't know if God is hearing me. I mean, I've been praying and everything else. Keep praying. You see, when it seems like it's quiet and it seems like God has forgotten you, he's just working it out for your good, for your good. He's still there. He's never left. But it's his timing, and it's in his way because his thoughts are higher than ours. His ways are higher than ours. You know, I, I, I gave up on trying to figure God out because you know what? I can't. I just gave up. You're God. You're God alone. You're my God, and I trust you. And so when it seems like he's not there, I start praying more. Help me, Father. Help my unbelief. Help me, Father. I believe, but help my unbelief. When it looks like it's crazy, Father, don't let me, Father God, falter. I'm like David. I cry out to him. I need you, Lord. I need you. I trust you, Lord, that you'll take me through this valley, and I'll come out on the other side, Father God, unscathed, Father God, because you are the Lord my God, and I will trust you, and I will give you all the glory, and I will give you all the praise, and I will testify of your goodness to other people, and I will tell them about you, Lord. Because you have been faithful over and over and over and over and over again. Your faithfulness is endless, Father God. And they, Father God, I want them to know. I want them to know that your love is so deep. That's what I've committed to. Life can be, whoa, a journey sometimes, a tough journey. But through it all, that quiet assurance that Holy Spirit gives us. See, all things could be breaking around you and look crazy, and God will give you this perfect peace. It will the, be the peace that passes all understanding. It will keep and guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. People won't even understand how you're able to sustain through the storm, but that's because you've built on the rock. You've built on the rock. Now, we know that the Bible is the truth, but I also need to share with you the manifestations of the Bible in real lives. You see, recently in the last couple months, there was a young woman in this church, she's married, and she told me, Celeste, the doctors say that I could possibly have cancer. There's this growth that I have on my back. And she said, you know, it's concerning, but I believe that I don't have it. 
and I believe that God is going to take care of this situation. So initially she was concerned, but once she got past that concern, the Spirit of God rose up in her, and she, her husband, and their families began to pray and pray and just thank God for taking care of this young woman and thank God that they, she wasn't going to get a diagnosis of cancer. And you know what? A couple weeks ago, she came to me. It's not cancerous. Right here in Radiant Church. Now, she could have just gotten just totally, totally upset and shut her mouth up and just say, oh, but the spirit man rose up in her and her family. And they said, we're going to war. We're going to war. You know, what good is it to have your spiritual guns if you're not going to shoot them? <laughs> what cowboy do you see holstered up that doesn't pull out his guns and shoot them? Why do you have these weapons of warfare and you're not going to use them? I want to put the devil on the run. I'm ready to pull out my Holy Ghost guns and shoot them and shoot him. He needs to be running from us because we've been given that authority by the Lord Jesus Christ through the blood of Jesus. Another testimony, there was a couple here that was told that their son had some health issues and they were concerned initially. And that couple said, you know what, Celeste? No, not in this house. No, not our son. We refuse. No. And initially they were concerned, but the spirit man, God, God rose up in them. And they came together with their families and they start praying for their son. And two weeks ago, maybe three, they said to me, Celeste, it's all done. Our son is fine. We got a good report from the doctor. These are real, live testimonies of other Radiant partners that have built their lives on the rock. And the last example I want to give you is our pastor, Pastor Jeremy. Okay, pastor Jeremy and I were talking one day, and we were outside in the vestibule, and he said, Celeste, for about maybe one day, I got a little concerned. And then he said, you know what? A peace came over me, and God told me it's going to be all right. And he stood on that, and Anna stood on it, and we stood on it all together. And look what God did. God took him through that surgery without one issue because we united on faith. We're built on the rock and when we stand on that rock when we adhere to that rock when we cling to that rock when we won't let go of that rock we are rock solid because our daddy has a rock solid nature we have a rock solid nature because we have our daddy's nature and there's nothing that can move us or shake us we will stand on the word of God and the promises of God. It is so great to be a child of the Most High. And so we have a choice. Luke 6, 46 through 49. This is Jesus speaking. 
And there's a similar parable. This is the parable of two builders. In Matthew, they call it the parables of the wise builder and the foolish builder. So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the flood waters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because, it's, because it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. We have built our home, our lives, on the rock. That means, number one, that we follow and obey God. We follow and obey. Why would Jesus say, why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? Obviously, there were people who were following him and calling him Lord and listening to him, but not doing what he's, he instructed them to do. So as believers, it's important for us to follow and obey. Let go. Just let go. Just let go. It's hard, but just let go. Let go. Ask Holy Spirit to lead you in all things. Wake up in the morning saying, God, this is your day that you have made. I'm rejoicing, and I'm glad in it. What do you want me to do today, Daddy, for your glory? When you're at work, just quietly say, Lord, what do you want me to do in the workplace to magnify you? When you're out, Father, I'm out in the community. What do you need me to do, Daddy, so that your light shines in me? Do you want me to speak to someone, comfort somebody, give them a friendly hello, give them a hug, tell them about you, Daddy? See, that's, that's real. That's real. We're using the things of God. We're applying them. Number two, let Holy Spirit lead and teach, as I just said. It says in John 14 and 26, and this isn't on the screen, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, and that's Jesus speaking, Holy Spirit will guide us. Number three, do the word. James 1 and 22 says, but, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. We have to put the word of God and the teachings of Jesus Christ into action, into action so that it will bear fruit. That is what glorifies God, the fruit. The teachings alone, we can come to church, we can go to Bible study, but if we don't apply what we've learned, it's just like throwing it out the window. But when we apply it to our lives, it will bear fruit. And that fruit will glorify our Lord. Amen? Amen. Number four, never stop digging. See, we dig deeper and deeper and deeper into the things of God because it strengthens us. It strengthens us. The more we study, 
the more we praise, the more we worship, the more that we hear the word of God, it strengthens us. It strengthens the inner man, the spirit within us, so that it rises up in all situations. And it makes everything else, everything else, the emotions then fall away. And we can look at things in the spirit realm. And we can know that God is faithful. And we will get through this situation with victory that we already have through the blood of Jesus Christ. And then the last thing is give thanks to God always in all circumstances. In all circumstances. That can be hard. That can be hard when we are depressed or feeling down. It can be hard, but force yourself because it's not about a feeling. It's about what is true. And what is true is God is good to us always. Amen? Amen. And so I want to close with this. Keep pursuing the things of God. Keep building on a solid rock, our foundation, the Lord Jesus Christ. Apply his teachings in your lives. Don't be like the foolish builder that when the storms come, you're not able to sustain. And the storms do come because that's part of the journey. That's part of the walk. But we don't have to fear the storms. We don't. Because our God, he's rock solid. We've built on a rock solid God. And there's nothing, absolutely nothing, that God can't take us through successfully. Put, his trust in him, put your trust in him and not man. Not man. I love my friends. I love my radiant family. And I love God so much more because he's been faithful. In some of my greatest trials, greatest tragedies, God has taken me through. And so now I can look back at those storms and I can see because my faith is built on him, I'm here today. I'm here today. And we'll keep forward, going forward together to do the things that God has called to, us to do for his glory. Amen. And so our lives should be living testaments to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Someone once said, let your life as well as your lips, speak for Christ. Let our lives speak for Christ. And so, Father, we know that you are here with us and we trust you, Lord. And there may be some here today that don't know our Lord Jesus Christ, that you want this relationship with our Lord. Let every head be bowed, every head bowed. If that's you, and if you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, 
we'd like to pray for you. Please slip up your hands if that's you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. We thank you for being faithful to us. We know, Father God, that if we come before you and confess, Father God, our sins, that, Father God, that you are faithful. We know, Father God, that Jesus went to the cross for us. He bore our sins for us. They put him in a grave, but he got up from that grave, Father God, with all power in his hands. And when he got up, we got up with him. Father God, we believe in our hearts. We confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. We have given Jesus the position of Lord over our lives. Everything, everything we give to him. We follow him and we obey him because we love him. And God first loved us. He gave his only begotten son for us. So, Father God, I thank you for the two souls, Father God, who are now in the kingdom of God. The family has just expanded, Father God. And we thank you for them. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and say, amen. Amen. Next week, Pastor John Zondervan. Don't miss it. He's from Radiant, Kalamazoo. Pastor John and our own Jerry Johnson led us, this team from Radiant, in Peru on the mission trip that we went on last year. I'd never met Pastor John. I know Sister Jerry knew him. But he is so full of God, but he's funny, he's funny, he's funny in a great way, in a great way. So next week, let's come out and support Pastor John Zondrafen. Thank you.